Since becoming ROH World Champion, Tyler Black has had a bullseye on his chest. And this champion under fire has answered every challenge. Since returning to ROH, Christopher Daniels has been on a mission to prove he's exactly what he claims. He's the best in the world. Tonight on Ring of Honor, ROH World Champion Tyler Black faces the fallen angel Christopher Daniels for the first time ever. This is the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast with your host, the professor, Chao Bello Veracruz. Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder. And I will take the powers of those that have no fear. And the prodigal one, JB. The queen. The queen of the crop. Now it's time to go back in time in the time machine. says I just whipped your ass. But be the man. You gotta beat the man. Woo! Look at this. What is going on there to the Big Beetleites, the Hamenites, the PWCites, the Israelites, the Irites, the Lowlights, the Highlights, the Ipswitches, everywhere in between. How are you doing? And you know what? This is Reflection Nights. The most important thing, the most important thing on the calendar year for all of wrestling fans out there. Well, you know what? It's debatable now because the IWC, YWC, is, you know, they pick their poisons right now. But, you know, back in the glory days... It was WrestleMania week. It was all about the Hall of Fame. It was all about the WrestleManias. It was all about the NXT takeovers. It was all about the Raw after Mania. It was all about the SmackDown after Mania. But you know what? Uh, oversaturation, over-marketization, it has, you know, dumbed it down to the umpteenth degree where wrestling is not that popular. Maybe WrestleMania is not that popular, but it's still profitable. It's still a moneymaker for the towns. Dallas is going to get a chunk of change for WrestleMania, so you bet your ass WrestleMania still means something to Dallas. You bet your ass that it means something to ROH, who's putting on a show in the Dallas area. You bet your ass it means something to Impact Wrestling, who's putting on a show in Dallas area. You bet your ass that uh, Booker T's reality of wrestling is making money because they're putting on a show during that WrestleMania week, but neither here nor there. But you know what it is, because this weekend on the PWR podcast here at the PWC Networks at Powerbeam.com, we are celebrating WrestleMania weekend, but we're not talking about WrestleMania. (laughs) 
Yes, I pulled a swerve on you, Reflection Knights, because we're going to do a special Ring of Honor edition here at the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast. And there's a specific reason why I want to talk about this. Because we're going to blur the lines where the past meets the present. Everything means something with this particular Ring of Honor episode. But before we even get into this show... I must introduce myself because I'm being like that. I have a narcissistic complex. TW knows this. I need all the attention on me. Mwah! I am that magnanimous one. I am that scholarly one. But most importantly, I am the glorious one. The ever objective. The man who would never get slapped in the face by Will Smith. The Professor Chabava Cruz, and I'm not here alone. I am here with my partner in crime, my brother for another mother, the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, the man who gives slaps. He doesn't take slaps. Your friend of mine, Dr. Frankenstein, dum dum doing it in its own, the iron stomach one. And he's holding up. The hell are you holding up? The Game of Thrones? John Snow. Okay, John Snow. I, I kind of do. I, I was about to say, is that Seth Rollins? But neither, you know, neither here nor there. It is <laughs> closest I got, Seth. <laughs> it is your friend of mine, the Tommy Wonder. And how are you doing, TW, on this WrestleMania weekend? Because everything uh, is happening again. I mean, you know, like I said, the fa- you know, the bloom is off the flowers. You could say it is whatever that saying is. It's not the same anymore. Like I said, it's oversaturation, and we'll get into why we're doing the. I'll get into why we're doing Ring of Honor, but you know what? For WrestleMania weekend, does it feel special to you? Of course, you know we can always watch WrestleManias and you know live live out our glory days. We can remember all the greatest WrestleManias we do. And he's holding up a Roderick Strong doll. Oh, well, I'm sorry, action figure. But he's a. But TW. Uh, do you feel the same that you felt maybe five years ago, ten years ago about WrestleMania weekend? No, I don't. And it's because I hope people are sitting down. I feel like and I don't watch it enough to know what it even feels like, but mm-hmm. ever since Raw is three hours, SmackDown's two hours, let's just say that's five hours combined. That's what WrestleMania used to be. Five, six hour thing. And not just WrestleMania and sadly WrestleMania, but almost all of the pay-per-views, with the exception of the gimmick matches like the Royal Rumble, uh, when they actually do a Survivor Series match, a Hell in the Cell, or Elimination Chamber, or uh, Money in the Bank, that ladder match. With the exception of those gimmick matches, WrestleMania comes across as another Monday Night Raw. It, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. And I would argue so is Impact's pay-per-view. So is uh, uh, Ring of Honor's pay-per-view. So is um, AEW's pay-per-view. Like, I, I still don't know what AEW's WrestleMania is. I, I I, think Ring of Honor's was Honor Before Dishonor or something was their, no, their actually, main... I know that one. Uh, Ring of Honor's WrestleMania pay-per-view was Final Battle on in a December. Okay, well, that's weak. That sounds like a, another fucking... Not... Another WCW fucking trying to make a pay-per-view sound bigger than it is. But Starcade was the WCW, NWA big show. But I would argue that sometimes I felt like it was a great American bash. Um, but both of them had their flair defending their title moments, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what AEW's main pay-per-view is. I don't know. Uh, 
Right, which All In was the first one, and then what was yeah. the second one called? Second something. Well, Double or Nothing was their first. Double or Nothing was was their, yeah, so it would be All In 2, Double or Nothing. and then, So really All In is pr- pretty much with it. But I don't even know when that is, May? No, no, uh, well, it's All Out. That's in uh, 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 September, Labor Day weekend. But that that should be their main one. But it's, what is it? It's, it's Double, uh, or, Double nothing. or Nothing. That's what they say. I say it's all out, but which is when is when is double or nothing? Uh, in May. May, okay. So I think I disagree in one sense that it's it, it's not whatever you said. It's not as popular. It has to be. They're selling out Dallas for two days for two mm-hmm. different WrestleManias for the second year in a row because they did Tampa last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously people still fly there people still for me personally i think that's what your question was it just feels like another wrestling show to me and there's and when you say saturation i don't mean wwe saturated the market there's just too much wrestling period and the fact is all you have to do is go on twitter and yes there's wwe stands whatever that dumb term is and aew fanboys the aew fanboys will destroy anything that's not AEW. Create your own narrative hasn't even started yet, and they're all over it, you know? And it's like, good Lord, like, dude, let East have their own. Um, ironically enough, after I watched this uh, Ring of Honor show, I subscribed to the YouTube for for uh, Impact Wrestling. I finally just did it because I don't pay the $9.99 a month for WWE anymore. And mm-hmm. since at least three of my friends work in, in Impact Wrestling, I thought, you know what? I could throw them a, a bone, you know, help them out. You know, not that one guy matters, but a bunch of guys matter. And instead of doing the 99 cents, which just lets you watch the Impact show a half hour after it starts on YouTube. Um, you I believe the they have a YouTube. You did the $1.99 one? No, I did the fucking $5.99 one or whatever, because no. that, that lets me look at their entire catalog. There's online exclusive stuff. So when this was done... The first thing that started playing after it was done was, uh, what's the guys in AEW? It was the AEW guys. It was uh, fake LAX, the mm-hmm. Jericho guys versus Penta, Pentagon, and what's the other yeah, one? LAX versus the Lucha Brothers. What's the guy's name, though? Pentagon and somebody else. Penta, Oscura, and Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. So mm-hmm. those two guys, it, it was, I, I just watched it and went, look, it was a highlight of all the gimmick bumps they took in their match, like power bombs on chairs, mm-hmm. power bomb off a ladder through it. And I just think, my God, these guys are not Edge, I watched him come out on Monday Night Raw, almost fifty years old, and I thought, You think this is his last year? And I'm like, nah, there's guys that are fifty five still going. Sting sixty. I don't think a lot of these guys that we're gonna watch today in this Ring of Honor show are gonna be around in their fifties still wrestling. Because it almost feels like with this Ring of Honor show with I mean, some of them are smarter. I, I think mm-hmm. the cream rises to the top, and a lot of guys we're going to talk about are either in AEW or in WWE right now. Um, some of them are smarter and work smarter than harder. Um, and others, it's almost like every wrestler in Ring of Honor, any any indie wrestler, it feels mm-hmm. like their idol is the Dynamite Kid, and I feel like they're all heading towards his... his mm-hmm. uh, path his demise know, like, yeah you, his, you mean. it's just these guys they're mortgaging their future to take these bumps and and then one of the other things that popped up because i guess it just just keeps playing videos on youtube when i when i 
got done watching it. Mm-hmm. It was Tessa Blanchard versus uh, the, the crazy guy, the guy that was W NXT and then got sent back. Uh, Sammy Callan. Oh, Sammy Callahan. Callahan. Okay. It, it, the freaking bumps she took from this guy, the bumps he took from her. I'm just like, what? And the, like, do these guys even plan on being 60 years old? Like, it's it's the nature. It's the nature of the generation, TW. But before we, you know, before your diatribe, let, let's explain to the reflectionites. Let's explain to the magnificent 70 Elite Eight, the Naughty Nine, the Terrific Ten, why I picked Ring of Honor from, I believe, the summer of 2010. Well. If you've been living under a rock, reflectionized for the seven of you, of course not, because TWS said you seven are AEW fanboys. We're neither here nor there. But, you know, they were on hiatus since December of 2020 wonder. But now the Lord and Savior of wrestling, Tony Khan, has bought and is the full owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling, TW. So if you yeah. didn't know, if you, you didn't know, know how he funded you know. it, you know how he funded it? He pulled How the he plug fun? on that black that black TV network. He pulled the plug on that. <laughs> well, and put the money on. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe he told his father. Yes. The network I never heard of until when people were bitching about it. Not you are the only person I seen with common sense to say it's a network that did not make money. Yeah. It, if it ain't making money, it's not getting canceled because of any other reason than it's hemorrhaging money. And again, the fact that I never even heard of this shit. And it's canceled. I agree with with you, one of your sentiments. These guys are under contract, especially if it's a bigger conglomerate, whatever the hell that word is. Conglomerate. Like, WCW still paid Kevin Ash, Sting, Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and all those guys that they made the mistake of signing in the Time Warner. They had to. But the WCW guys, the they, they got sold in their contract. Oh, I guess their contracts got sold with it. But if, if, if you just pull the plug on a TV network, there's no money to pay anybody. So there's, but if it's still under an umbrella of a of a larger, not the Jacksonville Jaguars, because I'm sure they have nothing to do with that BET or not BET. I don't even know what it was fucking called. Well, wh- but whatever uh, it was, TW, they were. I felt like they that was there was a contract. Pay the right, the right. remaining wage. If if there's something that's still around to pay it, if if it's completely defunct, who's paying it? Eh. Who's you know what I mean? Like. Urban like, Meyer, you know, Urban Meyer, you use some of his money because he ain't using it. Well, whatever the case may be, but but that's how we're funding Ring of Honor. That that's that's the way it sounds, <laughs> right? You're probably right. It probably is. He paid forty. TK paid forty million dollars for Ring of Honor. Wow. For the library. Let, let's wow. just. Uh, and I'm being nice here. He paid forty million for the library. He paid forty million for the Ring of Honor wrestling website. And the funny thing enough for the Reflectionites, they're doing Supercard of Honor this WrestleMania weekend, TW. It won't be available on ringofhonorwrestling.com. It's available on ppv.com. So you got to pay another ulterior motive. If you're an Honor Club fan, I don't even know if you you might get the replay. Maybe you pay, you know, you pay your Honor Club, but you'll get the replay. But I think ppv.com for the live stream, you got to go through them first. And then wait for the replay. Why do you do that? If I'm an Honor Club member, I used to be one. I pump money to ringofhonorwrestling.com, you know, because I'm an objective wrestling fan. But anyway, neither here nor there. But I figure if you're an Honor Club member, you should, you better get the, the perks 
That's just myself. That's my own opinion. But TK is not doing anything like that just yet. But TW, the reason I want to pick this is because I did a professor's perspective for the PWCites. And I was very bold. I, I might have been brazen, but I was honest. Because anything wrestling history oriented, this is why I'm the professor, TW. So I, I don't want to do my long diatribe, TW, but I'll give you an abbreviated version. New management for a company with a reputation never really works out, TW. I'll give you examples. Like I said on our professor's perspective, UWF, your, your organization, TW, had new management under Jim Crockett, under, booking, under new booking management, Dusty Rhodes. What happened to UWF, TW? In a year, it ceased to exist. Less. Maybe the, I'm being nice. WCW folded in 2001. Maybe Eric Bischoff could have, you know, could have saved it. Maybe, you know, and of course, we don't need to go with the TBS, the Time Warner thing. But guess who owns it? Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. What happened to WCW? Ceased to exist. He took the library. And what do we got right now? We got, well, we got, we're dancing right now. But we got the WWE Network. And, we, and, of course, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is making billions, TW, with the Peacock, thanks to WCW Video Library contributions, if you will. Now, this is the third example. Tony Khan, the wrestling savior for all the marks out there, has bought a company that was, you know, was getting a – I want to be nice here, TW. The attendance was low. The pay-per-view buy rates were low. I canceled my Honor Club subscription because I didn't like ringofhonorwrestling.com. I, I gave them a yearly uh, $100, you know, subscription money. But you know what? The people left for AEW, TW. The elite left for, for you know, the elite started AEW. So there was, you know how a, the uh, Vern Gagne's AWA, you couldn't turn over new talent? That was the problem with Ring of Honor. They couldn't turn over new talent when the elite left. And right now, TK is going to use Ring of Honor, for, in my opinion, TW, in the, in the first, let's say, I'm going to give him, I'll be nice here, three to five years the most, it's going to be Ring of Honor 2.0. It's going to be all the AEW people that doesn't get television time. Will it last, TW? I, I say three to five years tops. But You're being if, generous. I'm being generous. But they, but TK, if he's a businessman, if he wants to, if he wants to make a streaming network as as comparable as WWE Network, you got the Library of Ring of Honor. Use it. Make your own website. Make people pay ten bucks a month. I'll pay ten bucks a month. I want it. I want the AEW pay per view on AEWWrestling.com if there is one. Because I don't want to pay fifty, sixty bucks on the pay per view. Uh, thing on cable hell no i ain't doing that i don't give a damn that's why i go to i'll pirate it what say you tw about the examples i gave and what you think about new management for ring of honor before we get into this episode he, he should have done it quietly is what i think i i think he should just done it and then at some point if it was failing you come out on tv and go ha ha it was me all along you know what i mean to kickstart mm -hmm. it but but because it was coming back, revamped like it already said it was, and it's coming back now in March, I, I, I think he should have, I mean, he, he could have easily just done it. I mean, in today's internet age, 
almost impossible, but yes, it's at the very least, you can say I own it, but I got nothing to do with it. We just bought it so we could put the library online if we ever do our whatever. But he's already said I'm booking it. He's a, he's already Tony Khan the shit out of it. I'm booking it. I'm going to do this. So whoever their version of Cody is is going to end, end up at SummerSlam because he'll leave whatever ring of honor he has behind because he's got, he has to listen to this. Dude. I, I, I think we see signs every day of Tony Khan is Eric Bischoff Jr. You know what I mean? It's not his money. It's his dad's money. I know he said he bought. Ring of Honor with his money, and he had to throw his little quip out there. Not Shane, me. Well, T.W., to be fair, his father already gave him his money. This is all his, you know, he's privileged. I'll give you that, but that's his money. His father already gave him that. He's spending whatever that privileged money is. No, no, I understand all that. But I'm saying if he kept it separate, you had so many more things you could do with it. You could have... The, the match, I don't even know who the champion is, but they were saying he's not signed anybody, so he's probably losing it to the other guy who is signed. Swerve, isn't it Swerve? Uh, well, Swerve is the AEW guy. He's going to be wrestling in that Ring of Honor special. But isn't he wrestling the champion? No. Okay. Uh, well, the whoever champion the champion right now is Jonathan Gresham. Who's wrestling Bandito. someone else. Bandito's he's, not signed to, to Ring of Honor. Is? Or a, yes. He's going to be signed oh. to AEW. Bandito? No, no, the Gresham. Yeah. Then he'll win. Hey, regardless, you could have had that match, and then you could have had Kenny Omega run in, who hasn't been on AEW in four months. You could have him run in at the end of it and surprise the shit out of everybody, right? I think Kenny Omega's probably already been the AEW or Ring of Honor World Champion. No. He ha- there you go. All the guys who have unfinished business there. You even got a pay-per-view, you could call it. The AEW guys versus the Ring of Honor guys, unfinished business. But you don't – now you, you've already let the cat out of the bag. You can't do any surprises. You can't do any whatever. I'm sure there will be surprises. Someone will end up on that pay-per-view that everybody like, oh, holy shit, Austin Aries, who's burned so many bridges. That Good luck. You know, like – the, 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 the potential of, of AEW guys that are not on TV – Let's say on Dynamite or Rampage, we'll be there. I'm not denying but that's, that. But that's what, what I'm my saying. problem. If they wait, wait, do EW, that, hold on, it hold becomes on. another AEW show. It's not that's, Ring of Honor. That's one problem. Number two, Tony Khan. You know, his father. Let's say his father bankrolled AEW. All his energy is supposedly for that baby AEW. You buy Ring of Honor, you're putting yourself. You're overextending yourself. On yep. priorities. You're overextending yourself on priorities and all this stuff. AEW is your baby. AEW still needs to be nurtured. It's a three-and-a-half-year-old company, TW, that is still has plenty of room to grow, plenty of momentum. But now you're trying to uh, resurrect a, a history that, of course, I'm a fan of Ring of Honor for, you know, from 2010 on. Tony Khan was a fan of Ring of Honor. So you... He he did what I call dirt cheap business. He bought a he bought Ring of Honor for the IWC YWC fanboys TW, but he did he bought it for the wrong reasons. If he bought it for the business purpose, the video library, I have no problem with that. Make your own goddamn streaming service so you can, so you can have a million subscribers. Pay there was a, some, a month. There was something in in the news today about him talking about the the 
streaming service they're going to have. You know what I mean? Well, like a they, partnership with HBO Max or whatever the case may be. But you get what? But if he had, look, well, then he ain't getting all the money. If he's partnering nah, with, with HBO, you, he's not getting all the money. It's time. That's the problem. CTW knows it reflection nice. You got to know this too. If Tony Khan was ruthless, had the ruthless aggression like Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He would have made his own AEW. He would have streamlined his own AEW. He has a ring of honor. He could have just put it. He could have had it blanked out for about six months, revamped it, changed it to AEWElite.com, and then started partnering up so he could get his billions. That's the way you and I are thinking about this. But you know what, TW? Let's get into this show because there's a purpose. We're trying to celebrate the goodness of Ring of Honor. There was some goodness. It was on HDNet, which maybe about 5,000 people watched on a weekly basis before Monday Night Raw. And I'm being generous there, too. I don't know. I didn't have HDNet. Did you have HDNet, TW? No. And, you know, Ring of Honor started in 2002, TW, and you, uh, you stopped in 2005, right? Yeah. So they, you 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 didn't miss the window, but you, they were so close to each other. It's so funny because when I watched this, you got Dave Prezak on commentary. I knew him. He, mm-hmm. I think he's a Chicago guy. He uh, he came in with Adam Pierce, and I, I never did a show with CM Punk. I did shows with Adam Pierce. Um, mm-hmm. He had long hair. He was a young kid, you know, and. Uh, but they were the group of people that came in and didn't shake hands with everybody. They just kind of kept to themselves. And, and like I said last week, you know, it's dead. Coming in and shaking people's hands when you get there and shaking them when you leave is dead. Uh, maybe some guys are bringing it back. And the funny thing is there's a tradition that cracks me up every time, and I don't know if they do it in Ring of Honor or not. I know they do the handshake before the match. That's their own thing. But the wiping your feet off before you get in the ring, I've never, ever done that on purpose. I've always done it. Because I saw someone do it and did it, and I'm not entirely sure I did Wait, it every wipe, time. Wiping your feet in the ring with the ring apron? No, you get up on the ring apron, and then okay. you wipe your feet, and then you step into the row. Pay attention. People do mm-hmm. it every freaking yeah, raw. Every it. it's Supposedly, you're supposed to do it every time. I didn't know that, and there's a reason for it, and I don't know what it is, so maybe our man Couponer will tell us. But uh, it, it's some kind of tradition. But I know for a fact that shaking hands is a tradition, and that's done. Mm-hmm. And I see more people doing that foot on the side of the ring before they get in the ring, like Steve Regal. Everyone done it. And and that wasn't something that was taught to me. It's just something I did out of habit because I can't remember who I saw do it. But that if I did it, it was subconscious, and I did it for that reason, not because I was taught to do it. And mm-hmm. so anyway, Praise Axe there. Um, Seth Rollins, and I don't know what year he started. But he was trained by Danny Daniels, who's a friend of mine, and Travis's. Um, and then, to me, when I watched this, what it reminded me of was an independent show, like I did, with better cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, it was better structure, if you will. Because well, I wrestled. You for know where thing. they were, right? For this episode, they were at the ECW Arena. They yeah, just—it's yeah. renamed the Twenty Three Hundred Arena. And as you said, Seth Rollins is the Ring of Honor champion, but his name in Ring of Honor is Tyler Black. So this is a great example, TW, of, you know, let's say from this standpoint of 2010, let's say 2009, 2010, he was being pushed to the moon. So I'm trying to explain this to you in case you didn't watch this. He was being pushed to the moon because because of people like Daniel Bryan leaving for WWE, Nigel McGuinness leaving for TNA Impact Wrestling, you know, 
Samoa Joe leaving for Impact Wrestling and all this stuff. So you have to turn over to the new crop of up-and-comers. And Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, is a great example. And here in this episode, Reflectionites, he is the current reigning and defending Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. I'll say this. The, the championship belt looked good. I, I'm not saying it's the, the best, but I'm, I, it, was it was the UWF. It was the UWF belt with ROH. Well, in 2005, UWF. it was the UWF inspired, but then they kind of upgraded it themselves. Right. So, right. But TW, I want to talk about Seth Rollins here because let's just say this Seth Rollins or Tyler Black in 2010, in comparison to what we see now as the architect or we see the the guru of Monday nights, the man who has this demonic laugh or annoying, whatever you want to call it. Annoying. But but you see a maturation of confidence. You see a maturation of swagger because in this 2010, being the heavyweight champion brings a lot of responsibilities. Of course, he's the man that everybody, you know, he's the guy that puts asses in seats. This is the old tradition, no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's 2010, 2020 deuce, or 2030, 40, whatever the case may be. You're the heavyweight champion. You got to put asses in seats. But to me, TW, with the the reputation of Ring of Honor, everything is in ring. So Tyler Black has that down cold for this generation of Martards and all that stuff. But when Jim Cornette, oh, by the way, Rick, Reflection nice. Jim Cornette, Mr. You know, Mr. Stuck in the 70s, as you all say. He is here as the Ring of Honor Commissioner, but neither here nor there, TW. But when you heard the promo of him, you know, he, he thanks his fans, and then he says F you to the the, the tra- detractors. Of course, you know, that, that old great formula. Kevin Ash. Diesel. Yeah, the, the diesel I'll, formula. I'll only bump your fist if you're wearing my glove. But when I looked at this and, and seen the maturation... I saw in 2010 in this episode, TW. Maybe you'll for the you give me the wrestling eye, but I'm t- telling you this as a fan. I saw a kid nervous. He yes. didn't want to talk. He didn't want to speak. He he was uncomfortable. He's comfortable in the ring doing the flips and dips and dippity doos. That's 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 easy. But when you're supposed to talk, inject some feeling, make me invested in you. It was awesome. It was very awkward. What say UTW about the delivery of Seth and Rollins? It, it wasn't. It wasn't that Rick Martel promo that we saw that was god awful. Well, if he it said was, it in French, then I might have given a pass. But go ahead. Right? No, no, not no, no. Remember, Rick Martel did one in English. And it was horrible. It was. But anyway, it was. It 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 felt like it wasn't scripted. It felt like it wasn't rehearsed. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like he was trying to get bullet points across, like. Oh, your fans, you're entitled. It was pandering. It was, oh, you pay your ticket. And then he messed up because he said, and I'm going to give you my 100% every time out to prove you're worthy of my support. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're worthy of their support, right? Mm-hmm. And he messed that up. But that's nerves. That's whatever. And and then conversely, you have the promo by Christopher Daniels in the back with that with the guy that interviewed him, which he looked familiar to me, Kyle Durden or something like that. I, yeah. I, but then I saw he why M- he was he did he did MMA stuff. So that's why that's why I knew who his name is. All right. But he was tiny. I, I was like, this guy looks like a wrestler. And then when he was with uh Roddy Strong and Truth, I'm like, okay, now I get it. He's like four mm-hmm. foot shorter than Roddy, so that's why he's an announcer ring out. So anyway, Christopher Daniels wasn't as good as he is now then, but he was leaps and bounds better than Seth because he was. And I caught um 
Daniels was going, and he, you could tell in his head a light bulb went off that he was going off on a tangent. He had to corral his shit back together to make a point, and he did it. And mm-hmm. then he finished with, and that is the gospel from the fallen angel. So wait a minute, T.W., hold your thought. Let me just explain it to the reflectionites. Tyler Black is, you know, talking about his reign. He defeated Austin Aries to become the ROH champion. But, it, of course, he's got a lot of top contenders coming at him. He's got Roderick Strong coming after him with Truth Martini, the House of Truth. you got Christopher Daniels coming over from Impact Wrestling. And, of course, you got the American Wolf, Davey Richards. So you got three top contenders, TW. I just want to explain it to the Reflectionites because you talked about Christopher Daniels. And you're right. Christopher Daniels already is on Impact Wrestling. He's already on Spike TV at this time. So he has a bigger platform to be comfortable in front of the camera and to have a gimmick, the Fallen Angel. Well, of course, that that uh, that gimmick, the Fallen Angel, he's had that it's 2010. He had it for already 10 years going. So he, he's been doing the fallen angel gimmick. So there's nothing new to him. I think it's more refined. Like you're trying to say again with Tyler black, I got to go back to him, but you could talk about Christopher Daniels. Okay. What is Tyler black's gimmick being, being the ring of honor champion? He's just, you, you said it right. He's Rick Martell. He's Adam page right now, because I, I think I just don't see a guy with a gimmick. You know, there's nothing wrong with not having a gimmick. You don't think Adam Page is a gimmick? Cowboy shit ain't a gimmick. He ain't nothing. I'm 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 dead serious. He's well, you don't like it, but he's, he's a just cowboy. A, he even it, said he goes. You think this is just a gimmick? He goes. How many guys you know roped thirty cattle before they came here to wrestle tonight or whatever like that? Like he legit is a cattle herder. Wherever the hell he lives on the farm, but he, he dresses with assless chap tights. He wears a cowboy hat. And then he panders to the LGB LMLQ crowd and wears mm-hmm. that stuff out there. But his gimmick is he's a cowboy. Hangman. Hey, I just don't see it. I don't see it because they've always had holes with that gimmick, with his gimmick. Cowboy shit was supposed to be a tough, stone-cold Steve Austin, wannabe, SOB, kicking ass, drinking, whatever the case may be. Now this man is a mentally Pander. depressed. Well, you could talk pandering, but I'm just trying to give you what I see. Mentally depressed, drunk who sometimes has confidence issues, and then, you know, he needs to pay. Well, you want to talk about pandering. He needs to flock to dweebs called the dork order. That's not what a cowboy shit like Brock Lesnar's doing. That's not what cowboy shit like Stone Cold Steve Austin does, kicking ass. Oh, I agree. That's why it's not a character. That's why. But he's a baby face, wasn't he? A heel first? No, he was a heel with the elite, but that was years ago. But he's been a a baby face. He's just the other Adam. But I, I get maybe this is the problem when you're a baby face and you're trying to pander, as you say, to the crowd. You're trying to kiss babies and shake hands. That'll get you booed. That'll get, get you booed. So that's why people were booing Tyler Black in 2010. That's why the professor doesn't care about Adam Page in 2020. Dudes, go ahead, TW. Finish your point. It's funny because Adam Page is the one guy I like in AEW. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I definitely think he needs direction. He's the one that I think would be a star in WWE. Like. I don't think he'll be a star in AEW. There's just too many people. It's too new, and you shove too many people down their throats at once. But Mm -hmm. Tyler Black, 2010 to 2012, has come a long way. Um, I I would even say Christopher Daniels at the time was already good, but I think he's better now, you know, even Mm -hmm. though Christopher Daniels was was on the Windy City Wrestling show that I did. He was one of, like, four of us that wrestled other places besides Windy City Wrestling. And I'm pretty sure he was trained by Windy City Wrestling, which was 
it it was the freaking what's this Scientologist? It was a cult that Windy City Wrestling. You couldn't get out of it. So mm-hmm. I have so much respect for Christopher Daniels for a still being out of it and still wrestling and surviving it. Like you could you can have a show surviving Windy City Wrestling because there's just so many stories of evil Vince. That's what they called the guy that, that owned Windy City Wrestling. He would threaten to blackball you if you took a booking somewhere else. You had to pay him if you got booked somewhere else. He just took advantage of these guys. And all the shows they did were fundraiser deals, like the one I did. It was 2,000 tickets sold, and there were 1,000 people there because people didn't buy the ticket to come to a wrestling show. They bought the ticket to support the fire department. Fire department got half of the proceeds and ring them on, or Windy City got the other half. But but Christopher Daniels and then other guys on the show, Roddy Strong's come a long way. Um, Davey Richards, I think he's out of the business, but then he come back no, for a minute. He's like, he's he's back in the business. He's in Major League Wrestling right now. So wait, he was you a know what? cop or something for a minute. Then he quit. Uh, a cop. EMT. He's an EMT, EMT guy. EMT. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah. Still does it. But you spoke about the American Wolf, Davey Richards. I want to at least talk about the American Wolf, Davey Richards. This man, I'm going to be honest with the Reflectionites. If you watch MLW, and judging by the YouTube uh, numbers, nobody really watches MLW. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I tried, to... I tried, but then they started charging, didn't they? No, it's free. The same oh, thing. Then I'm, then subscribe. I'm going to watch, it. I'm gonna watch it. Just, They got a lot I'm of su- advertising. I'm going to subscribe, right? So does everybody else. But anyway, David Richards' character, TW, that you see here in 2010, never changed. He's the same. He was the same in TNA. He's the same in MLW. Well, he's half a tag team, but what made Davey Richards here in 2010 TW okay was the presentation. Yes, that's MLW, so you are subscribed. Subscribed. If you're you're listening on Podbeam, I can confirm he did subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if it comes up two months later, yes, he did subscribe two months ago. But anyway, TW... The presentation of Ring of Honor on HDNet, because HDNet did have some correlation with you, like MMA stuff. Not UFC, but I'm just trying to say MMA stuff. When you saw David Richards, they were trying to give you that UFC kind of uh, promo. That UFC kind of feel like, you know, he's a guy that's going to be talking about his next opponent and all that stuff, TW. So, but nothing has changed about, about David Richards. I think he's a... Maybe he believes his own gimmick, TW. What say you? Sometimes people are marked for them themselves, but can they adapt? He never adapt. He's the same guy that I see here, that I see in MLW. Nothing has changed, and that's supposed to be a good thing. I mean, that's your identifiable character, right? the consistency. I mean, what say you, TW? Within the wrestling business, some people do change. Undertaker changes gimmick so many times to keep up you with. You can't. Guys. You can't talk about Davy Richards without talking about the other one and uh, Eddie Edwards. He, Eddie Edwards, he changed, who, he changed his gimmick. Who has changed his gimmick? Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, no matter what he's wearing, no matter what he's doing, and I've seen Eddie Edwards more than I've seen Davy Richards. I've heard more praise for Davy Richards than I've heard for Eddie Edwards. Um, okay. And after having watched Eddie Edwards uh, with that whole deal with the where the Ring of Honor guys came into Impact and he turned his back on Impact to join him, he's not mm-hmm. that good. And and I mean, meaning. He's, he's a good hand, as Travis would say, but he's not going to carry the flag. And I don't think Davey Rich – and here's I – man, I didn't I don't even know the last time I referenced Dynamite Kid before, but they're you both – did about uh, 10 minutes ago. I know. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm doing it again. But I'm saying before that, when have I even talked about them? They both are Dynamite Kid-esque. They're just they're – just, I hate to say this because it's, it's that glass ceiling. They're well, just the too American- small. 
the American Wolves were British Bulldog wannabes. Right. With their look. So go ahead, Tito. By the name. The mm-hmm. fucking name. But they're 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 not Davy Boy, is my point. They're dynamite. Okay. And they're not gonna carry the show. And unfortunately for them, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart are the exceptions. They are not the rule. When you're already famous for being half of a popular tag team, mm-hmm. good luck being a singles guy. And the thing about Brett, at least Sean completely changed his look. Brett looks exactly the damn same as Heart Foundation Brett as he does with maybe upgrades to what's, what's on his tights or his jacket. But that's an example of cream rising to the top. I Even watching this, I still see Davey Richards, and I go, that's one of them wolves. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. that's what he's destined to be. And I think the two of them together are good. Separate? Nah, they're not. And I mean, I don't mean they're not good. They're just they don't have. They're it. tag team wrestlers. They they can make right. a ta- they can make a card as a tag team. But they can't Absolutely. make a card as a single. As a sing- they can't carry a program alone. And no matter who you're out there with, you're out there with Seth, you're out there with Tyler Black, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, you can have good matches. Well, just the other day, CM Punk had a good match with the Bald Revival guy, and everybody's talking about how good it was, right? But that Paul Revival guy is never going to do anything on his own. He will now be forever linked to that guy. Now, you do have exceptions where guys, their partners just get hurt or leave the business. And you No no choice. Davy Boy Smith. But Davy Boy Smith is different as the British Bulldog as he was as the British Bulldogs, right? Even though he kept the name for himself. Um, plus, he had it. You know what I mean? And Davy Boy's not the tallest guy, but... He's, these these guys in Ring of Honor, there's another guy that wrestles on the show. It's a black guy that when he came out, I thought he was Middle Eastern or Egyptian oh, or some Rash, shit. Rashi Brown. No, no, not him. That guy I thought was Flash Funk in, in different gear. He wrestled Necro. The guy that mm-hmm. came out and wrestled um, Cole Cabana, Anthony oh, okay. something, little that, black that dude. I, and, the, and Prazak said, this guy looks like a mixture between um, Little Richard and Sabu. And he did. But he was 170 pounds. And let me tell you what he is if he's 170 pounds. 150 pounds. Because everyone adds weight. Um, Cole Cabana looked like Andre the Giant versus this guy. And so that's why I have stated time and time again, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish made the right decision. Not that Bobby had a choice, but you know what I mean. They fit better and AEW than they ever were going to fit on SmackDown or Raw. As long as the Roman Reigns and the Brock Lesnar's and the Bobby Lashley's and I don't know why he's there, but the Omos's and all that, if I'm not mistaken, the War Raiders just lost a handicap match to Omos before Bobby Lashley came out. Mm-hmm. So it, the writing's on the wall. It, whether you like it or you don't like it, NXT was where you could get a WWE product that was similar to the AEW before them product the indie wrestling the raw and the smackdown it's not even comparable it's a big man's world and so ring of honor like didn't sid go down there for a little while too sid did some stuff there just ecw just ecw but i i just think there were bigger guys that went to ring of honor for a little bit where you can try to bring a guy down there but it's just big fish small pond like they just have that reputation for being it's indies it's there's no other way to fucking put it and, and I hate to say this, and I'm going to piss off our seven fans. To me, AEW is 
Indies under a bigger light. That's it. It's a bigger spotlight, and you can put. Like, well, I guess to, to be fair, to be Tony fair. Khan, Tony Khan couldn't couldn't buy Ring of Honor when he had the chance, maybe in 2017 or 2018, when the leak was there and all that stuff was there, and the the buzz was there before All In. That's why he created AEW, in my humble opinion. And now he's buying Ring. Well, I would have said he bought Ring of Honor dirt cheap, but no, he overpaid it forty million dollars for the for the library. I'll tell you what I think. I think right. he paid forty million for that because he knows Vince wants it because of all the footage of Punk, of Brian, Tyler Black. And he, he, yeah. he probably thinks Vince will give him sixty million for it. You know, at some point, the only way Vince is giving him sixty million is if it comes with AEW. There's no other. It's not going to be just to buy Ring of Honor. It's like he, there is no longer a market for Ring of Honor because if you got it for forty, that means Vince wasn't willing to pay forty for it. So he surely isn't going to pay more. Yeah, he he he's, he overpaid for the video library. I, I'm going to reiterate this. There yeah. is no television deal. I don't think nobody they don't they don't even have a television deal with Sinclair because Sinclair has wiped it, washed their hands or wiped their hands clean. They wiped the slate clean with the Ring of Honor. They, it, it's not even in their catalog anymore. Was Sinclair the one that owned uh, Impact Honor, for a yes. while too? No. What they was just, the TV company that owned Impact for a while? It was a Canadian based. No, it, it is still today. Right now, Anthem. Anthem is the Anthem. Canadian. Anthem. They're the yeah. ones that own Impact Wrestling. Sinclair owned uh, Ring of Honor from 2012 to 2022. If you want to, if you want to be correct about this, but let's let's go back to this. Sh- well, not let's not let's not go back to the show just yet, TW, because the only thing left is just naming some other kind of kind of people that were on this show before we talk about the main event. Well, you know what? Let's talk about somebody that you said you kind of had you crossed paths with, even though I didn't really care about him. But he was on this show and he was on The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. I've never been a fan of this guy. And, you know, I'm a hardcore enthusiast. I like Mick Foley. I like Terry Funk. But every time I see the Necro Butcher, I respect the crap that he's doing because, you know, I'll respect any wrestler for putting their body on the line. And this motherfucker put his body on the line. Night in, night out for, for a hot dog and a handshake, but goddamn, he he did too much to me for nothing. That's just me. But I just was never a fan of Necro Butcher. I'm sure people respect what he was. Well, he, he ever ECW? No, okay. probably uh, Combat Zone Wrestling. Maybe he might have did uh, uh, XPW in, in California, but he kept into the hardcore indie scene. But I've never been a Where's fan. Where's he of Necro- from? I don't know where he he was built from, but. Uh, I've always seen him in the East Coast, so you know maybe he's living around because, the East Coast. Because until I saw him in this match, and I didn't know it was him looking at him because he looked different. When I seen him last, he had his hair grown out some, mm-hmm. um, like horseshoe, but like longer, and his beard looked like his hair. He almost looked like uh, the bad guy in one of them Mario Brother cartoons, like the old man that's trying <laughs> to get him. But uh, I had no idea he was Ring of Honor. Um, he was around here a lot, and mm-hmm. I actually, when I was living in my apartment in two thousand. 14 um i was going to get gear made by this girl randy west whose boyfriend is uh jacob schwartz the hebrew hammer um and name (laughs) yeah jason's no not jason schwartz is an actor abraham schwartz i don't know something schwartz i always called him schwartzy but i met him when i came back in 2010 seemed all right but he's a carny guy god bless him but like 
Mm-hmm. He's a guy that if you let him, he's going to take you. And I just, I've met people like that in my life, so I never gave him a chance to take me. So when I went to the apartment to get my gear made, he asked me to swing by a depository or compensatory, whatever those weed places are called, and mm-hmm. pick up a, a, a gimmick from him from another guy, Bubba McKenzie, who's tag team the Bumping Uglies. His brother's still going. He's called Mysterious Mavado. He had a match on Darker. He had an AEW match recently, uh, the Mysterious Mavado. Anyways... I go into this place. I can't find it. I'm looking all over the place. Finally, I see it. It's a law, law office that has a dispensary in the back. Okay. So when I walk in this place, all I smell is weed. And I have no idea that that's what I'm picking up. Right? This is some Pulp Fiction shit. So I come in there. I smell the weed. And I'm like looking around. And then the law desk is like, can help you? I'm like, yeah, looking for uh, Bubba. And they're like, oh, he's in the back. So I go to the back. And it's set up like a jewelry store, all these glass cases with, like, the pipes for smoking weed. But it was oil, the Mm -hmm. CBD oil or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's what I picked up for him. And they had cookies and stuff that they make with the weed butter and all that. And he's offered me one. I go, "Ah, I lose my job. I get tested, you know. So he puts this thing in the bag. And he's like, all right, man, thanks a lot. I give him the money. I throw it in the back seat because I don't want to be seen with it. P.S. I did three U-turns on a main road trying to find this place. So as soon as I realized I got weed in my car and I go to pull out, I'm like, I'm getting arrested. I'm going to jail. I don't have a card. And I'm sure they knew what I was looking for. They probably think I'm hammered already. So then I get in my car. I get. I drive the 20 minutes to Southfield, Michigan, get to their high rise. I'm carrying this brown bag. And I'm like, man, I, I want this shit out of my hand. I'm looking over my shoulder, seeing if someone watched me like I'm doing a drug deal or something. Mm. He lets he me was, in. I, he was pookie. He was pookie from hand, Jack City. I, right. So I hand Schwartz the shit. I go, here you go. And I went over to this girl, and she starts measuring me for my gear. And him and him and Necro start smoking the shit. Next mm-hmm. thing I hear, oh, fuck. And I don't know which one said it, but this must have been some strong shit. Then I hear coughing, and I look over there, and Schwartz is punching himself in the head. And all I thought is, please hurry. Please hurry. Because I'm like... Am I about to get bath salted? What's that? What did I just give this guy, right? So I go, man, you all right? He goes, man, this shit's strong. It's kicking my ass. And Necro just sitting there smoking like no big deal. He might have been the one that caught, but it was Swartz that was just just totally being affected by this stuff. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right, you guys take care. I got the fu- I never went back. I went back to get my gear. I never went back other than that. I'm like, man, don't send me no drug shit ever again. I didn't even know that's what I was doing until I did it you know what i mean so i just saw it man, this you, be a- you could you can understand why necro needed that weed because of the way his style he's gotta be weed. in pain he's yeah, gotta be in pain all the time and swartz hebrew hammer swartz mm-hmm. J- J- jacob swartz Abraham well, swartz. if you can't know it i don't know it because i don't know every indie wrestler i think but he's wrestled with hameen ben hameen probably did but I, i'm just not a fan of necro butch i mean you yeah know, I can, he's I can just, I, and that's that's why I was stunned that he was Ring of Honor. I'm like, whoa, this dude? Like, well, what? He's a serviceable hand. He was he was under the tutelage of Prince Nana and his uh, embassy and a all flock. that stuff. So yeah. his flock. So, you know, he serves a purpose. He's six foot, like, seven, weighs almost 300 pounds. He, he Actually, I looked at it. He's 48 years old right now. So I'm not that uh, – I'm four years younger than him. So, you know, he's put his – he put a lot of mileage into this business. That's what I'll give you, but uh, – he fought Raji Brown. It turned into a clusterfuck. We're not going to talk about that reflection. I just wanted to point out he was on the show, and you even attested to it a little bit here. A man uh, who had a, who has a podcast who birthed 
a lot of wrestlers to have their own podcast. We got to give it up to the Godfather. I don't know. I don't know. You want to call him the Godfather of wrestling podcast, but he was one of the first. Not Colt Boom Boom Cabana. You know, are you a fan? I'm not saying I'm not a fan of his, but he has a style. And, you know, he he's a comedy wrestler. I if you have a gimmick that makes you money, TW, God bless you. He found his niche. Make it a living. It's funny that th- that comedy never never transferred to the WWE. He could have been that kind of comedy guy. He was there. No, no, no. But, I mean, regularly on Mondays or regularly on right. SmackDowns. He never really attested to, to that to that level. He, he probably got a tryout. Didn't work out. No, he yeah. had a gimmick and everything. He, they made him a Jewish guy. He was Solomon, something Solomon or whatever. But it wasn't. It wasn't cult. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Or he oh, never adapted. Sure. He never adapted. Maybe he never adapted to being a comedy, a WWE comedy wrestler. What's ATW about cult? Boom, boom, cabana. Well, that's that's the problem. I think a lot of these guys, like uh, in the news now, Velveteen Dream, he he he's only 26 years old, and he, he's shown maturity. Apparently, he beat these charges, mm-hmm. and he's like, look, man, I made some dumbass moves. I'm 26 years old. Forgive me. Give me a second chance. You have a lot of these young guys. We talked about it last week. You you didn't make it to WWE until you're about 32, 33 years old back in the day. You know, s- some exceptions like a Hulk Hogan because he's so mm-hmm. such larger than life. But other guys like a Tito or a Paul Orndorff, those guys toiled in the in the, the territories before they finally made their money, right? And so you have a lot of these young guys, and I I would gather Colt Cabana being one of them. He's either going to be a really, really nice guy to hang out with or unbearable. And if well, you can be CM Punk best friends, <laughs> if you can be best friends with CM Punk, you're probably unbearable. Because not, not anymore. Is, they, they don't like he doesn't like him. Scotty Goldman was his WWE name. Well, either way. Uh, uh, but he he just he I just I don't know. Yeah, he did a lot of the uh, ICP stuff. He was Officer Colt Cabana, and I almost worked with him doing that. Um, but I just don't see the it from him. I, I, You know what I feel like he is? And I, I don't mean this in any disrespect. And I agree with Steven Regal, by the way. I hate the term Mark because it's, 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 you're insulting your fan base. You know, like it, the word Mark didn't originate to make fun of. The word Mark came out because the carnies would mark them so the other guys would know who to work. That's mm-hmm. all it was. You were marked. It wasn't. Now people wear it as a badge of honor, which then gets other shit like smart and all this other stuff tossed around. Um, but the reality is to insult them is to shit on your fan base. It's weird. Um, however, Cole Cabana comes across to me as a fan who made it behind the curtain. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Like he, oh, he's affected well, is the word like the, everything he example, does a great example of that tw is like cornet and paul Heyman. they were fans went behind the curtain got into the business that way so go but, ahead TW, but, they, but they but they also brought something to the table is my point oh, cole cabana yeah. still comes across as a fan and mm. and maybe my my harsh assessment of him is guilt by association because he's never come across to me as anything other than a coat rider, coattail rider. He rode CM Punk's coattails. I don't know when they became friends. When he came out to wrestle in that match, I thought, did he already know CM Punk, or did he meet him here? Like, when, when did they become friends? Because they're both from Chicago, as far as I know. Um, mm-hmm. They, But I don't think they grew up together. CM Punk's got a pretty shitty background. So part of me does understand why he's the way he is. 
you know, disowned by your own family, being turned on to a new family who took you in, that kind of stuff. I understand that. There, but you've made it, man. <laughs> Let the bitterness go. Stop. Mm-hmm. He, if he wasn't such an asshole about everything, I probably wouldn't have the disdain for CM Punk that I have. But if if it'll never, every time it'll never end with you, it'll never end with you. No, no it, it's, <laughs> it's possible because. I, I defended him for his Sting makeup when people said he did it wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 he did this makeup. And I showed the Sting Luger Macho Man makeup from the night of the NWO being born. That's the mm-hmm. makeup he used. Um, so I want to like CM Punk, truth be told. But again, if every time you open your mouth, it's to shit on something, I don't want to be around you. And Cole Cabana is the opposite. I feel like he's fanboys everything that he talks about. I mean, he's probably had some serious conversations since the last time I listened to him. Because I did listen to his show for a minute. He was the first one to start charging. Mm-hmm. And once he started charging, I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking paying. I'm not, not, I don't listen to Howard Stern because he's on XM Radio. When he was free, I listened to his dumb ass. Now he, Howard Stern, from when I listen to him, Howard Stern today, holy shit, someone got to him and changed everything about him because that ain't how he was. Back in the day, he hated everybody. You know who the, the, the new Howard Stern is? But uh, I'm sure the 18 people listening to this would be like, fuck that guy, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla is, by all accounts, a liberal. But mm-hmm. he has no problem telling liberals where the fuck they're wrong. And that's that'll get you cancel cultured, right? The biggest piece of shit on the planet to me at one point was Bill Maher. He's starting to open his eyes and say, hold up. Like, this is why I'm a liberal. You guys aren't that anymore. Like, you you just become, like, the world's police, and you want to police everything. I'm not. That's not why I'm a liberal. I didn't change. You did, right? And so Colt Cabana is always rah, rah, shish, kumba. You know, he's just always too happy. And punk is always bitter. I need a mixture of both. I, it's okay to have a better. You know what's pissing me off lately? Who? Brett the Hitman Hart. Come on. Just leave Goldberg the fuck alone. Why all of a sudden is he open up the Goldberg can and just ripping every and you know who started it? CM Punk saying Goldberg should be giving Brett a cut of his Saudi Arabia money because it should be Brett going over there. And now Brett just took the baton and ran with it. And every damn other tweet is, oh, Brock's good. He's not like Goldberg. Everything's a shot at Goldberg. Unless he's setting up Goldberg versus Bret Hart too. He's just <laughs> It's, it's it's insane to me, the bitterness. Just let it go. Well, you know, again, he cost him his career and, you know, all that money. Well, so. There are people who will tell you, and I was under the influence that, uh, understanding, not influence, I was under the understanding that after that head injury, he didn't wrestle again. Uh-uh. He wrestled again, and he did the figure four leg lock on the ring post and hit his head on the concrete after the Bill Goldberg incident, right? Yeah. And he wrestled for two more weeks. On, on the tour in the house shows and the TV. So really, you blame the doctors who let him wrestle, or you blame him if he didn't listen to the doctors. But he's not innocent in it. It's yes, Goldberg he, started the culpable. dominoes. You're what you're yes, saying. He's culpable, culpable with he's his culpable. his choices, especially with that, that damn made. figure four leg lock on the corner post and hitting mm-hmm. your own damn head when you fall backwards. All right. Well, Cole Cabana was on this show, and of course, uh, two. You know, stalwarts of WWE who resigned in 2020. Deuce, El Generico, and Kevin Steen. You might know them better as Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. TW. So you know, the the funny thing about uh, at least I'll go with Sami Zayn here before. Then we'll talk about the main event because that's basically it. Took up like 25 minutes of this show, but neither here nor there. But Sami Zayn, you know, the El Generico gimmick. 
is all about Ring of Honor, really. It's all about what he does in the ring. He didn't speak. He didn't really say. He, he never said anything. Everybody cheered for El Generico's gimmick, and they loved it. And he needed a great dance partner, and that was Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, whatever the case may be. They've been friends in and out the business for 20-plus years. So you have great chemistry here. TW, El Generico would never have made it in WWE. But Sami Zayn has has found a niche, and he's one of the, I'm not going to say pillars, but TW, you know, he's one of the main contributors. And to have a program with a celebrity, no matter no matter the level of celebrity that Johnny Knoxville is, TW, says something about maybe his, says something about Sami Zayn. What say you about Sami Zayn? I know you, forget about the politics, because that's another 20-minute diatribe. I'm going with the wrestling. The wrestling, the wrestling, the wrestling. First time I ever saw El Generico was Sami Zayn on NXT. Okay. Almost certain he won the title from Neville. Yes. And pretty soon after I might even been the first takeover that he won it that I ever watched after seeing Neville building up to it. And I thought, that guy is in the WWE. He's had a dad build since probably grade eight. He's, his gear is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, his personality's worse. I think he lost the belt on his first defense because Kevin uh, Owens came out and yeah, turned on him he right did, after he won he the belt. He debuted and, t- and turned on him on the same night. And then he was next, you know, he was in WWE. Uh, you know, he was on SmackDown or Raw. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to use him as an example of people that the IWC, YWC conveniently forget about when they bash Vince McMahon like it's Mm -hmm. their birthright. I watched a Monday Night Raw about a month ago. The first four matches, the only guy out there who wasn't NXT was Randy Orton. It was Riddle. It was the Street Profits. It was Alpha Omega, whatever the hell they're called. Um, Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy, and then it was Ricochet, and then say what you will about Drew. Drew spent some time in NXT, damn it, mm-hmm. and guess who else did? EC3, and then mm-hmm. he came back up, and they didn't do that with him. So at some point, someone has to start admitting that there are NXT success stories. Oh, I'm sorry, the other one, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. The whole show, I'm like, these are all fucking NXT people. So why does everyone say the second they get called up from WWE, calls them up, from NXT, their career's over. Yeah, I think if we all sit back objectively like the professor would do, Killer Cross wasn't ready. He got hurt, so his first reign got cut short. Then he wins it again, and they fast-track him to Raw. He just wasn't ready. And I'm telling you right now, from someone sitting home and watching it on TV, I, I'll bet you this, not necessarily Cody Rhodes, if he really is WWE-bound, he's wrestled at a WrestleMania before. He's not going to be overcome by the size of the crowd. Killer Cross, with the exception of maybe a Japan show or something he might have done, everywhere he's ever been, ain't been in the fucking Madison Square Garden under the WWE with that many people there. It changes probably, you. Probably Mexico, but like right. 5,000, 10,000 people. I can which he probably that. Which he probably didn't even take it serious, if we're being honest. I okay, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just, but, you said but it was a big problem, is, but he didn't. My point is, you, you come out, you come out, to NXT and, and the five to 10,000 people. Like, I guarantee you, Jericho might love those crowds singing his fucking dumbass song every time he comes to the ring. 
Mm-hmm. But there ain't nothing compared to coming out to AT&T Stadium and hearing 100,000 people cheer your name. There is nothing like it. And now, granted, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just Raw and whatever. Roman Reigns is an NXT product. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth is an NXT product. We, we're talking about him here right before he went to Florida Championship Wrestling. I think he was the very first NXT champion, wasn't mm-hmm. he? But when they renamed it. So you have all these people who 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 were NXT guys who did make it, and then you got guys who just didn't. And and at some point, the Revival, I'm talking to you, they, they play well in front of 10,000 people. They don't play well in front of 30,000. That's my point. Whether or not it's because they, they don't have it, to en- engage those other 20,000 people? I don't know. But at some point, we got to stop saying they flounder just because Vince didn't book them right. Because there are guys who did. Finn Balor, he was the first Universal Champion NXT. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Oh, Sami Zayn, which is who you asked me about in the first place. Sami Zayn right now, I hate to admit this, he's better than he's ever been in that fucking... El Chapo fucking gear, whatever, the Che Guerra, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a shitty human being. Uh, Kevin Owens is probably not far behind him because they had fucking like-minded views. And I don't even care about their views. It's how they treat people who don't have the same views that I have a problem with. It's, it's always going to be my problem. I don't give a shit if you don't think like me, but I dare you to fucking talk shit about hey, the way they, I am. They blocked me on Twitter. I never even talked to them. Right. Go, go figure. It's because you're called the professor, and they don't want you to fucking school them. But at the end of the day, Sami Zayn has come a long way from this show, that mask. I, I, I remember hearing the name El Generico, and I thought to myself, that's either going to sink or swim. There'll be no middle. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me, it sank, it's, it swam long enough to get him noticed, and then, he, and then it sunk. And now he's just Sami Zayn. I did like the fact that when he was in NXT – I, I like this about people. You know, Bret Hart, is, it's known whether you know it or not. I think you do. The amount of hearts on his tights is the number of kids he had at that point in his career. AJ Styles, mm-hmm. the tattoos on his ribs. He, it changes as he became more kids. I like that Sami Zayn had a flag on his tights from every country he wrestled in. To me, that's cool. Speaking of Kevin Owens, P.S. I hate it, but now I love him. I, he was the first guy to say, fuck your AEW money, I'm staying here. And then Sami Zayn followed him, but who's surprised by that? His, the most unsung merchandise there is. Do you know what it is? The Even cleverest the, shit. The KO shirt? The KO Mania 1, 2, mm-hmm. 3, now I think he's up to 4. And the picture is him and Austin. It's the Mega Powers Explode, but it's him and Austin. Bye, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's, he just wore it last night. It's brilliant because it's his first, second, third. And all I thought is good for him for re-signing because I get to look forward to his shirt every year. So I actually almost went last night to see if I could find each one of those shirts and have a a Kevin KO Mania because the KO Mania 3 was the same logo. And he just puts the KO over the 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 wrestle. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. I'm sure he came up with it. So I do love those guys' passion if you will, it's just, it's not for everybody. And, but I can watch it objectively and go, okay, this guy would never make me buy merchandise or a cheer for him, but I can respect his craft. And I do think Sami Zayn, believe it or not, he worked some of them NXT crowds up 
like nobody's business. And he does that whoa with the kick in the corner that mm-hmm. I'm stunned isn't banned yet because I'm sure he's given some concussions out with it. Um, all those dudes are those. Um, but as much as I, Sami Zayn doesn't do it for me, I'm not – if I was running a wrestling promotion and I saw how the fans took to him, heel or face, because he's a great heel. I have mm-hmm. to admit that. I would absolutely sign him because – but he, he – but there you go. It all comes full circle. He ain't the biggest guy either. But no. he has it compared to – No, you're right. He has, he has the Danny passion. Richards. He has the passion, and he, he knows the environment he's in. And right now he's working a program with the, the jackass Johnny Knoxville. So whether you don't – whether, you know, the IWC, YWC uh, fanboys, like, oh, you took, you know, Ricochet off – you know, it should be Sami Zayn against Ricochet at WrestleMania instead of Johnny Knoxville. Let me ask well, you a question about that. Let me ask you a question about that. Do you remember what WrestleMania was in the beginning? They had a couple warm-up matches to start the show. Jake the Snake versus George Wells, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But WrestleMania was the place to settle scores. Who does Ricochet have a score to settle with? No one. Nobody. Sami Zayn and Knoxville have had a program since January. It makes way more sense for them to be on WrestleMania my problem is, how do you have two days of WrestleMania and you can't get Ricochet in there? I read today, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest is still scheduled to be at WrestleMania, even though they're in the Battle Royal. Um, and Ricochet lost to Austin Theory. Now he's going to do the... I'm sure he's winning now. He's basically wrestling a tag team in a three-way. It's probably mm-hmm. be the beginning and the end of that tag team is going to be how that's booked. Um, but WrestleMania is supposed to be blood feuds. It's supposed to be... What's the yeah. final battle? The pay- it's the, the, it's the, payoff. the payoff. Yeah. And then the next night is the new season. So Ricochet could have something pop off and start a new feud the next night. But I would rather see Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in heat, not in heat like a dog humping your leg, but mm-hmm. you know, with heat. Than in see, that program in a high-profile situation. Then like to see R- 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 Ricochet versus fucking Bast- – now, Ricochet, did you know this? He's campaigned. For them to have him defend against Mustafa Ali. That would be fucking huge. That mm-hmm. would be a great idea if Ricochet's already in the ring and then Mustafa Ali comes out. It'd even be funny if Mustafa Ali is the guy that faces Seth Rollins. I don't know who the fans would cheer for. That's the problem. Although they do start cheering they have start cheering for, for Seth. Um he's getting to be tweener more than that. But but anyway, Steamboat versus Savage is not only great because it was a great match, it's probably been better wrestling matches as just a match. It was great because the emotional investment you had into it, it was the payoff. It was Steamboat finally winning that belt. It was George Steele finally getting Elizabeth. It was him getting revenge on Monster Man, pushing them off the top rope to save Ricky from another belt. Everything about it was the perfect recipe for the a finality. full meal and final battle payoff at WrestleMania. Hogan mm-hmm. versus Andre, same deal. It's not the greatest match ever. Hogan versus Warrior, yeah, it's the buildup. What the fuck? What What are you going to do? You just want Ricochet to be on the show to be on the show? Yeah, I, I think the IC champion should be on the show. Do I? Yes. But he didn't build it. He just won the shit. You need a reason to have right. the IC title right. to be defended with right. some passion and some pageantry, right. which it had. I didn't like which... that he came out and lost to Austin Theory. I, didn't, I love Austin yeah. Theory. He's my new guy. But I don't, I don't like that Ricochet lost, and he lost clean. So well, it's just like, again, it's, but you're right. You're right about at least Sami Zayn that there need, he needs to be, he needs to finish 
Knox. When he started. He doesn't yeah. need to start something or have a match with Ricochet because it would make even though they he, Ricochet beat Sami Zayn for the IC title. Of course, the rematch would make. And maybe sense. Ricochet comes out and helps Johnny Knoxville win, and then they reignite the feud. Right for the next pay per view. But again, neither here nor there. But again. Let's get into the main event, T.W., what we were talking about here. This was like 25 minutes long. It was Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, defending. Well, not defending, but giving an opportunity for Christopher Daniels. And if Christopher Daniels won this match, he would become the new number one contender for the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship of the World. And this ended in a draw, T.W., so there's no issues about what's going on in the ring. But, you know, the funny thing is, just like you talk about with NXT, just like you talk about with AEW, I think I think it's a generational gap with, with fans right now. The IWC, YWC, you know, Ring of Honor is a culprit of it. NXT is a culprit of it, TW, whether you like it or not. And AEW is now the new culprit. But it's the mentality of these wrestlers. You know, the, the, there's, a, there's a saying, get your shit in, TW. Right. Yeah. So, you know... I can be on the on the Facebook fan pages and I can see a lot of people and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out names. There's no reason to, but I can you know, if you watched an AEW like Dynamite, probably I can I'll see a post like, oh my god, Dynamite was one of the best shows ever. And I heard right. that shit last week. <laughs> not every show is the best show ever. It's a good you can have fun, I can enjoy the show, but I hate those posts. It's the best show ever. This is the best dynamite of the year. Do you know? Or, you know what inspires those posts? What inspires Inse- insecurity? That guy probably watched it and thought, "Little oh, dick so energy." <laughs> but you know what? They're not. No, they're not noticing exactly. Mm-hmm. That's insecurity. He yeah. probably watched and thought, "You know what? People just don't. They don't understand the nuances." So I got to tell them it was a great show. Because if it was a great show, you wouldn't have to tell nobody, and you wouldn't be the only motherfucker saying it. There'd be a bunch of people going, "Whoa, did you see that?" And by the way. Why can't you just reserve it for matches? Every fucking match wasn't stellar. It never is going to be. I still haven't watched that Adam Page versus Brian match because you know what? It's never going to live up to it for me, ever. If I would have watched it live, I'd be honest with you. Wasn't it an hour? No, that was uh, Omega hour? And, and Brian. Oh, okay. Either way, I would fall asleep watching that. There's no doubt. I still don't understand how the hell I made it through Brett Sean, and that's back when I loved the shit. So mm-hmm. for, for me... To see that, and and if I didn't see it live, yeah, it's it, it's a case of it's a case to be made to watch something live. But whenever you see people telling you how great something was about AEW, it's because of one of two reasons: it wasn't that great, and they're trying to smoke and mirror your ass, or two, they're afraid that no one else is talking about it. They got I got to get people talking about this. You know, they afraid AEW's not going anywhere. They already made it past that first year. They're probably not in financial ruin of any kind. They're fucking going to be if the guy keeps dropping $40 million at a time. Um, well, Arn Anderson losing, just they're, came they're out. They're losing $20 million a year for the first oh. three years. So, but oh, God, it's, then I it's am pennies. wrong. It's pennies. And I am it's, wrong. It's pennies uh, for the cons. Don't I wonder how much together. they write right. off, though. But anyway, Arn Anderson actually just – he kind of lost me with throwing his kid in there. But there's finally some criticism of AEW coming out um, because of the stuff that's happening with Joey Janela where Tony Khan is almost coming off as a dick. Like, when he's not going to re- – you know you're not getting re-signed when he just stops talking to your ass, right? Which is well, kind of shitty. You're right but- with the You're right with the insecurities. It's like, I'm supposed to watch Dark and Ev- Evolution on, a, what you would call it, YouTube. I'm supposed to follow AEW's train right. everywhere. But when right. I criticize saying, I don't see this guy or girl for, like, weeks at a time on Dynamite. And That's Rampage, what Arnold was talking about. In the, in yeah. the, in, 
on the main platform where you want your your casual Martin, viewers. You want Dante hmm? Martin is the guy he was talking about. Like the guy was on fire for mm -hmm. like four or five weeks, and now he hasn't mm -hmm. been on there for four weeks since then. Yeah. But it, you it, see CM Punk mobile. every week out there talking. And Adam Cole every week. Well, you, you bring your guys to the dance that give you supposedly the highest ratings. MJF deserves to be on Dynamite every week. I have no problem with that. But, again, there is a criticism where you can't – well, Ruby Soho, she started hot. Where has Ruby Soho been? She's been Impact here and theory. there. Right. So She's it's the same thing. But I just wanted to say that I'm like – I'm not, I don't have no problem with the matches per se between Tyler Black and Christopher Daniels, which ended in a 20 or 25-minute draw, neither here nor there, TW. What's the about the match? But I just wanted to say it's to get your shit in. This is what the generation of fans and even the wrestlers of the 2000s, people might blame ECW because they did so much, but there was variations of the doing too much. There was chairs, there was tables, and shit like that. So you can actually fit in a, a spot monkey fest. But with Ring of Honor, with Impact Wrestling, you're not really into that hardcore. You're just into the matches, TW. You was even in. I'm not saying you did like spot monkey shit. I didn't see it, but I'm just saying. But but that's the mentality of the 2000s wrestlers and beyond. I what worked, baby. I but worked. The mm -hmm. beginning of my match might have had a high spot or two in it to do the takeover. In right. the middle was me sizing motherfuckers up with elbow drops, chin locks, arm bar. I worked. And then the finish was a couple high but spots. I, but I'll but. say this, TW, with, within this show, to see this match with Tyler Black and Christopher Daniels doing their get their shit in, at least it was, I, I guess the word I'll use is nuanced because the other matches weren't the same. But right, right. now in AEW, right now in NXT, they're all, from the first match, to the last match, it is Tyler Black against Christopher Daniels. Go ahead, TW. I didn't mean and to interrupt. It you. was too long. It was boring. I think it was 30 <laughs> fucking minutes. Um, Whichever way, it just ended in a draw. Right. It was either 30 or 20. The The ending was so anticlimactic that, that it wasn't an almost three count in the bell ring, which is overdone. So mm -hmm. God bless them for not doing that. Um, but they – so – there's a spot, I don't know what it's called, but you're going to know what the one I'm talking about. It's where two guys do a fucking small package, a roll-up, a fucking cradle, a fucking this, that, and the other thing for like two minutes where this mm -hmm. guy's pinning you, he kicks out and pins you. and, and you, The ref and, and, does the two count like five, right. six sessions. And it's just, it's just gymnastics, right? Yes. I did that for sure one time in a match, probably two or three other times. It was Steve Nixon or Jimmy V, but we did like three or four of them. Like mm -hmm. I did a sunset flip. He kicked out and did the wheelbarrow where he's up. Then I pushed his head and then did the, what looked like a sit out power bomb. Then we roll up and do a, a small package, something like that. And then you break away. It's one of my least favorite things about wrestling now because it was so awesome, so organic the first time it happened where you pull apart and everyone claps and then you like nod to each other. Then you lock up again. And, you know, I'm talking about like a chain wrestling situation. Mm -hmm. They did that for the finish, and I swear that fans were sitting on their hands. It was – they just rolled around. The commentator mentioned something about an inside cradle bomb or something, which must have been uh, Seth's move because I think he still does it. Yeah. And they end up just fucking rolling around like fucking – those little roly-poly bugs when you throw them on their back and they're trying to get back to their feet. That's what it looked mm -hmm. like. And then the bell just rang. And it was like, there was no 10, 9. Like, say what you will about WCW Saturday night, but it could be fucking Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker versus Brad Armstrong. And that fucking finish was 5, 
four, three, and Brad would get the three count right on the one and win the match, and everybody goes home happy, or, or it would go to a draw. Yeah, go to a draw. It, when you there hit was the just two. no excitement at all. Um, part of that's to blame for the the referee or the ring announcer not going ten. Not you know one minute remains. Mm-hmm. Like Gary, uh, what, what's the guy? Uh, he's my Facebook friend, Gary Capetta. Is the guy that did that? Yeah. One minute remains, and then he would get there. Ten. Nah, it was awesome. It made you feel like it's it's what I tell wrestlers all the time. You know, but only I, NWA, was, but only NWA did that. Even WWE didn't do that. So you know, right? But I'm saying Ring of Honor should have done it, especially if no one else is doing it. Like, let the mm-hmm. fans know because I'm putting together this book, uh, this bookcase thing while I'm watching it, mm-hmm. and I just look up every now and again. I had no idea it was about to go to a draw. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, and when you're going that long and it's that boring, I mean, I remember thinking when WCW every fucking time, because we talked about this, WCW Saturday night would be all squash matches, and then the main event would be, like I said, it could be Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker versus Brad Armstrong, where you're like, fuck, who's going to win? These guys always lose, but it was fun, right? Or mm-hmm. it would be Ric Flair versus Hawk, or Ric Flair versus Robert Gibson or Ricky Morton, like Flair versus a tag team guy in a non-title. And almost every time when they said this fall, this, this match, one fall or television time remaining, I'm like, it's a draw. It's a draw. And it was almost never a draw. Mm-hmm. They fucking, they would win and they go, all right, that's it from Atlanta. We'll see you next week or whatever. They would rush finish the show. Or like I said, I, I don't even know if it really happened, but I had this in my head, Brad Armstrong getting a three count on like somebody like Buddy Lee Parker as the fucking and it's one two three and then the bell rings and then the crowd doesn't know was it a draw did he win and then they go ladies and gentlemen your winner by pinfall brad armstrong the place would fucking go bananas so they could have done something like that where christopher daniels could have still lost and and got pinned and then when it got up but the problem is it felt too much like either baby versus baby mm-hmm. but also like the beginning of the match starts off with them chanting Fallen Angel Tyler Black. Fallen Angel Tyler Black. So it was already a split crowd, right? Can't have that finish with a split crowd, even as a draw. They would have been better off going to the fucking dusty finish where they're just beating the shit out of each other and get counted out. So at least there's or some you, there. Or use these top three contenders like Davey Richards and so come out Roderick. Beat yeah, beat them yeah. up before yeah. the match is over, which they didn't do. So, yeah, I get what you said. It's just to me, again, and I'm not trying to nitpick here. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm a WWE shill, but TW, it's just like this generation after the 2000s is get your shit in, get your shit in. And uh, there's no nothing wrong with that. I, I would love that one match of the year kind of, you know, aspect, but it needs to feel special. And it just, like, Every, almost every indie, even even the Ring of Honors that I went to. I went to a lot of Ring of Honor. I did the final battles. I did the death before dishonor. I remember seeing one show for at the Hammerstein Ballroom it was like three hours long, three or four hours long. And I was like, and I said to A Track Brown and I said to Billy Ray Valentine, when we went together to see the show. I was like, and I'm not, I'm saying I'm not trying to hate on the, you know, because I used to like, I used to like get my shit in when I said this. I'm like, yo, dudes. This is the same thing that I saw on the first show. Everybody got excited for that first opening match. And then by the time the main event, I was like, yo, man, I'm tired, man. I'm bored. It's the same fucking 97, shit. 97 false finishes. Yeah. 97 fucking spots per match. people don't want to admit that. People 207 don't super kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, all of it. it. It's just, 
And, and again, it's going to sound like I'm fucking pro WWE, and, but let the record no, no. state: I started off criticizing WrestleMania as being just another Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. That's these these AEW matches, these Ring of Honor matches, these even Impact to a point. I don't think I think Impact has probably run the best. I'm partial. The guy running it is my dude. Um, but every match is different, you know, to a point. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't look the same in Ring of Honor. Like I mean, sorry, um, Impact. There are gimmicks. You you do have big guys, little guys. You got it's pretty fucking diverse. Like I turn on and Ring of Honor was the the current Ring of Honor before it shut down. It was it was blacks, Asians, fucking Mexicans, whites. It was it was pretty fucking multicultural on there. But when you watch AEW or fucking Monday Night Raw, I'm not fucking, but the difference, everyone is the same. And it started with the WWE. I remember around the time when Cody and uh, what's Ted DiBiase's kid's name? Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, he was Ted DiBiase. What's the other kid's name? Uh, his other son, Mike DiBiase. Mike DiBiase. He was never there, though. No. So those guys come out, and they, they, they might as well borrow gear from Batista. Or triple, everyone's wearing the fucking leather, fucking plastic fucking PVC briefs. They all mm-hmm. got a fucking tribal tattoo on their arm. They all got short hair with spikes in the front. They all look like The Miz. But The Miz was smart enough to know. He's like, fuck this. Him and he started wearing the fucking, like, skateboard shorts. And, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Almost a knock on uh He changes look. He changes gear a lot. So I he stood out. Right. Yeah. But but think about when we were kids, man. I'm watching I seen a picture the other day on the internet. It was Brett with his belt mm-hmm. around his waist with a pink guitar with the Undertaker, Scott Hall, and I don't know who the fourth guy was, Teasel, probably. No. Anyway, they're all they all look different. There was no way you were gonna watch this show and confuse Brett Hart with Razor Ramon or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You watch Ring of Honor. Fuck, dude, at any given point, I'm a fucking, there's not a bigger ultimate or undisputed era fan than me. At any given moment, there's, in the beginning, I fucking didn't know Roderick Strong from Johnny Gargano. I did once I started watching it, but these Mm -hmm. fuckers all look the same. Ricochet, Gargano, Austin Theory, all these guys, what do every one of them base their gear off of? A fucking comic book. So they all got, it's like everything is the same. And my whole point of all this is when you watch a show and every match is the same, it gives credence for Vince McMahon to stick his nose in shit because Vince McMahon either directly or through bookers in the back, the, what do you call them? Producers. Mm -hmm. They all make sure that everyone's having a different fucking match. Like don't go out here and do 17 super kicks in your match. And then the next match do the same thing. Um, Apparently, that shit wasn't true about slapping the legs getting you released because I see more leg slapping now than I've ever seen. And so, but mm-hmm. my point is, because Vince McMahon has his fucking hands in the fucking cooking. Mic- micromanages a little bit sometimes. Micromanaging, you don't see the same match. You Now, you do see the same programs. Like, th- this feud is going to be, oh, this looks familiar. Yeah, because they just did the same feud on SmackDown with two different guys. You know what I mean? Like, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But but when you watch Ring of Honor, and and Jeff Hardy just said the other day, up until he fucking got there, he thought they had writers. He because mm-hmm. he, he now he's probably thinking th- that would explain a lot why this motherfucker comes out to save his brother and stops to do a couple fucking breakdance moves first. Like you're an idiot. If Vince would have been like, no asshole, my biggest peeve in all of wrestling, you know what it is right now? What's that? Even though it popped me huge at WrestleMania fucking seven, 
the biggest peeve I have is when someone makes a fucking save and their music hits first. Why mm-hmm. on earth would would AEW even have Jeff Hardy's music if they don't know he's coming? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He comes to save his brother. Everyone in the building knows it. You yeah, play the, his the, music. The good old days, TW, was when, you know, let's say, like, Dusty Rose was hurt and, uh, let's say, Nikita Koloff was saving him. He wasn't in his wrestling gear. The music didn't right. play. He was in street right. clothes right. In, a, in, a, right. in, a, in a shirt, pants. Well, with Jeff Hardy, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, but, but my favorite WrestleMania moment ever is the warrior saving Hogan and he came out in full gear. So mm-hmm. face painting and, and everything and music, but you almost needed it. Cause it was a football field and he had to run 50 yards to the ring so that mm-hmm. people didn't get put to sleep thinking Hogan was going to die. But on a regular ass Monday night raw, you don't need to hit the fucking music. You hit the music when a guy's coming out to interrupt somebody. Cause yeah. that looks planned. When you're making a save, you're supposed to tell me these guys already had your tape in the tape deck. And they're like, Hey, Jeff Hardy might come save his brother tonight. They might turn on him. And it's just, it's, I don't like it. So I like the micromanaging one way. I don't like it the other. I don't, my other peeve is fucking changing people's names. I fucking hate it. I don't know why you got to do it, Vince. Please stop. If you're one of the seven people listening, please stop changing guys' names. I, I still, how well, the fuck perfect example. Pete Dunn become Butch, but EC3 stays EC3. How he bought, he bought that trademark himself? I don't. Uh, how does Vince not call him something else? Is my point. Why is he uh, not called Jason Bateman again or whatever the fuck his name was? Derek oh, Bateman. Uh, Derek Bateman. I don't know. Well, but he's, he's he's another guy with the fucking charisma. But people love Tyler. But people love Tyler Black, and then they changed the name to Seth Rollins. So you know, either you hit a home run or you hit some duds. Ask me which one I prefer. Uh, Seth Rollins. Tyler Black. It's a oh. fucking cool name. Jesus Christ. Seth Rollins is fucking No wonder terrible. it's cold here because you prefer that <laughs> over Seth Rollins. But that but let's put a bow on this TW. I just wanted to, you know, give credence to Ring of Honor because they are back in business, quote unquote. I don't know how long. Like I said, I'll give it three to five years the most. I think it's all about the library. I think the con is in the, you know, Tony Khan is conning everybody. He should be conning everybody because he should just do it for the library. But anyway, TW, let's put a bow on this. <laughs> again, the presentation, the get your shit in. Again, I, I don't – there's no organization to blame it on, but Ring of Honor did their own did, – did, did it. Combat Zone Wrestling did it. Impact Wrestling has done it. NXT is notorious about it. AEW is doing it. And, and probably New Japan is doing it too. You know, like you said, 27 uh, kickouts and, and false finishes and super kicks and, you know, Canadian spike pile drivers and all this stuff. Panama City pile drivers, uh, you know, Spanish flies every which way. You know, I might be like, you know, I might exacerbate this reflection. ice, But, you know, I'm telling the truth. Almost every match is the same. And this is why wrestling is is in the. Not not in the shitter, TW, but it, it's not in the it's not in the same light as WrestleMania three popularity. It's not in that mainstream popularity. There's it's a niche. It's so niche right now. It's so small. It's so niche. What say you, TW? And then we'll close it out. I I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think wrestling's not as dead as people would think. And the reason mm-hmm. I think that 
is because of Saudi Arabia Super Shows, because of WrestleMania being two fucking days at Dallas Stadium or AT&T and, Stadium. And 65,000 people are going to be at both nights. So that's a that's 130,000 right. right there. Right. For two nights. Right. And so as long as that's just, just happening, and there are markets, I think, that are probably dead, that maybe mm-hmm. back in the day were hotbeds that aren't. But what I think it's a combination of is, and don't get me wrong, TW. I mean, AEW, they sell out Chicago three nights in a row. They sell out I, Las Vegas. I got breaking news. What's I that? got breaking news. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. Maybe you're going to shit your pants when I say this. On June 15, 2022, 20-deuce, mm-hmm. Tommy Wonder is going to AEW at its first time ever LCA at the live Dynamite and Tate Rampage. I'm going to oh. be there. The camera Ooh. pointing my way. I'm going to point my scar. And the reason I did it, because I tried to go to NXT. It sold out in 11 minutes. But they mm-hmm. wrestled at a small place. Right. Them going to AE, AEW, going to LCA, that's a pretty mm-hmm. big arena. I don't that's know if 10, it sold people. out. Yeah. That's more than 10,000. It's about 19,000 people. 18. No, it's more for set, wrestling than for, for hockey. The, yeah. Well, the setup is going to be for 10, 10 to 15,000 with the, with the, the ring, overlay. The cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But either mm-hmm. way, I'm going because guess who's never, ever seen at that'll be my luck that'll be the week fucking undisputed air is not on tv no that'll be there (laughs) especially for june yeah but i i i'm going because i want to see the undisputed air alive i want to buy is i'm gonna i'm gonna do something i've never done before i'm gonna buy his whatever adam cole merchandise they got at that fucking place i'm buying it uh it was a shirt a fucking foam finger a belt a headband i don't give a shit buying it i wish they Mm -hmm. have a name by then I, we were both wrong. They didn't call themselves the Ultimate Elite. Which I still think they're going to call. No, they're going to be called the Undisputed Elite. It's coming. They, they're they called the Paragon now. They can't use the word Undisputed. There's no fucking way. Yes, they can. It's the error oh. part. They can't. Undisputed Dude, is not a trademark. It's a letter. It, it's 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 a word. Right. But if they go Undisputed, undisputed era, era, is, you don't think you trademark. don't think they have you don't think they have UE trademarks. Like NWO saying, or WWE, but, but saying undisputed elite is not trademarked. They could trademark that. That again, talking to a legalese like I am. So, right now, so I haven't watched AEW in a while. Are you telling me there's dissension? I think he's going to turn on Bobby Fish and Bobby O'Reilly or Kyle O'Reilly. No, they're going to turn on the elite. They're gonna, it's going to be Adam Cole and Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega when he gets back. You probably going to be at that show when they're fighting each other. That'd be awesome. And there so I hope they got merch by then. I have mm-hmm. so many Undisputed Era shirts. I got a, I got at least two. I got three Adam Cole shirts, including an AEW Adam Cole shirt. And I got his AEW uh, baseball card that I got from that e- EPAC shit along with Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan. And I got Keith Lee's. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go. So for all the criticism, obviously you and I like wrestling, right? We wouldn't be doing this show for absolutely free. Sometimes half a week, sometimes with other shit we got going, but we fucking rush through it and we both go do our thing. So for all the people, if I can be serious for a minute, Mm. I want AEW to be around. I want it to succeed. What I don't want is this fucking tribe. What do you call it? Tribal tribalism, tribalism. You don't you when professor and I criticize AEW, don't don't let your response be to fucking rip on WWE because guess what? We rip on them too. So don't you don't have to pick a side. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Tell me what you like about what you do like. That's how you're going to get me to watch it. You're not going to get me to watch it by telling me what I do like is shit. 
Because if right. I like it already, your opinion of it being shit means nothing to me. And it tells me that what you do like is probably shit since you think what I like is. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm excited to go to this AEW show. Um, it's probably going to be a late damn night. I didn't know they take Rampage afterwards. So um, so um, you'll probably be out, out of there by, uh, whatchamacallit, by midnight. Yeah, yeah, give or take. But And then the next day, I got the long ride to work. But the b- bottom line is, it's going to be a historic night. It's going to be the first time in Detroit. I want them to succeed. I didn't want them to try to come to Joe Louis Arena, and they didn't sell enough tickets, so they got to move it to the Fox Theater, which is a movie theater floor, which is, mm-hmm. I think they underestimated, underestimated NXT when they were touring. They put mm-hmm. them in a smaller building than even the Fox Theater, where... It sold out so fast because it only holds a few hundred people, but they were probably afraid that it wouldn't be a success. I think if you went well, and took NXT AEW out AEW is not afraid, and they know that their fan base is as rabid as it is and as connected as they are. They, doesn't they, mean they're going to spend not- money on tickets. And their tickets weren't cheap because that's that's the other thing is is some of these shows, like I've gotten in arguments with, with the uh, Internet nerds, um, mm-hmm. some of these shows, they're – you know, obviously, front row is going to sell out no matter what. So you're going to make money off the front row. But my mm-hmm. ticket for the mezzanine, which is my favorite seat in Little Caesars Arena, it's the mm-hmm. section in between the lower level and the upper level. Mm-hmm. And the cameras are usually right across from that, right? So right. Um, I love the mezzanine. My ticket was 90 something dollars. So a lot of them shows, they were selling tickets for that were like 22, 24. They were yeah, buy the one, get one the, free. The, the yeah. secondary market. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. But, no, you that's know what? secondary market, the, the ticket from the box office. Yeah. Or you also have people who buy the tickets thinking and they're going to scalp it. them for way more money. That's the secondary mm-hmm. market. So I got mine from Ticketmaster. My buddy got it. And so me and him are going, and I'm looking forward to it. Cool. And TW is going wish you- I wish I would have watched Ring of Honor. When, you know, we didn't talk about it. Truth Martini is an old friend of mine. I've known him since probably 98, 99. Um mm-hmm. I always loved that book. In case you didn't know, it was a regular ass book that he had that cover just put over the top House of it. Of I, yeah, I think it was. I think it was the, the book of truth. Yeah, the his book stable of truth. was not truth, but his book was actually like a dictionary. He said, "I just got the biggest book I could find," and he made mm-hmm. that cover for it. Um, he would carry it around when he did shows around here with us um, that I would just come hang out at because I was mm-hmm. done by then. But uh, he's just a sweetheart of a human being. Um, and to see him with Roddy Strong, I'm like, motherfucker. Because my introduction to Roddy Strong was NXT. I had heard about him, but I didn't even know he was with True. So watching this was enjoyable for me because, and that's what I was going to say earlier. And I told you, I know what I'll say. This is basically the show we watch is AEW versus WWE. Um, because almost everyone on this show is now mm-hmm. on either one of those shows. The main event is Christopher Daniels versus Seth Rollins. WWE, AEW, Cole Cabana, AEW, um, the Necro Butcher and that other guy, Raji Brown. I don't know. I don't know where either one of them guys are, but Davey Richards is in or major league wrestling. Uh, Eddie Edwards is impact. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then there's show, there's Austin Aries who's been on both, you know, he's been WWE and impact. Um, and who's the third guy? Roddy strong. Roddy mm-hmm. strong comes out and he's NXT. Um, probably AEW bound. Um, that's funny. He's gonna be the fourth guy again you know, to join Undisputed Era. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's just it's cool. Like it was a great. Always... It's a great breeding. It was a great breeding, breeding ground, ground yeah. for WWE and AEW. Now Ring of Honor, now under the Tony Khan regime, is 
ROH 2.0, even though he won't call it that. I'm calling it that because you're going to see the people from AEW Dark and Elevation go there more. They'll sign a few retreads from Ring of Honor, but that's the way Tony Khan's vision will be for the first three to five years. And then it'll go out of business and then the video library and then the video streaming service. And then finally, I'll get to pay 10 bucks a month to see a live AEW pay-per-view. And with that being said, we close on this PWR podcast here at the PWS Networks at Podbean.com. Next week, we're going to take the week off, TW. I'm going to give you that because you've been so good with your attendance. You deserve at least one week off, and then we'll come back in two weeks. We'll go episodic. I think since you've been talking about how you, you're a little bit biased towards Impact Wrestling right now, you, you're going you're gonna to show their support. I'm going to give you an Impact Wrestling episode. We're going to watch an Impact Wrestling episode. Maybe a, a, a pay-per-view if I find it, but we'll see. But I'm just going to get in two weeks. We're going to give TW his shine with Impact Wrestling or TNA, whichever whichever way you want to call it. But anyway, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. All right. Oops. <laughs> I'm looking at this. It says GW Credentials. It's my work shit. I'm trying to – I had – I thought I had it open to uh, – Oh, geez. Pro Wrestling. There it is. All right. So the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network can be found at PWC Network at podbean.com. Ours is at PW Reflection on the Twitter. Um, Obi-Wan, JB. I just mixed two different guys' uh, Twitters. Yes, you uh, did. The, the P1JB. It's happy birthday, belated birthday to him on here. It's uh, currently in progress, but uh, he's on the uh, Twitter at the P1JB. Uh then you, I, I referenced Travis and Nuts and Bolts PW, our good guy, Big Ray, can't do it without him, at Big Ray Hernandez. Um, you know, last week he put up that thing about Scott Hall before we even recorded it, and uh, mm-hmm. it got it got nice response, like bigger than normal with the likes and the comments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that was pretty cool because I, I just almost did it there. Big Ray told us that he choked up, make it typing that out. So mm-hmm. it was cool to see people seeing that. So so if you do see Big Ray post about our stuff, especially when it's a preview of coming this weekend, just like it. Just like it. It makes them feel good because uh, otherwise it looks like it just goes unnoticed. Me and Professor are the only ones that like this stuff. I try to like every post Professor does when he shares. Every time I try to share the damn thing, it does it either doesn't have the option to share or I share it and people don't see it because they're not in our group. So it's like, come on already. But anyway, yeah, it's not you your fault. It's the stupid, mm-hmm. you know, the setup. So at Big Ray Hernandez, I have two. Tommy Wonder 19 is the one that I've had the longest where I argue with people. And then at the Tommy Wonder is the one for the show, which lately all my uh, forwards when I go to Twitter end up putting me on that one. And I end up wrestling with idiots or arguing with idiots about wrestling mm-hmm. and politics. So I'm trying not to. So I don't, you know, blend the two together. Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. Snapchat is number wonder. Um, and then Big Vito and his wife, they're at bigvitobrand.wixsite.com. Patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. And then the Dumb Dumb Doing an Idiot on YouTube is me and my friend Stacy and Matt. We still haven't done one. We were going to do one last week's hot ass beef jerky and we ran out of time to do it. So hopefully we'll start doing some stuff soon. But that's it from here. Cool. And you can find me on the Twitter at PWSOPRF. That's PWSOPROF. Holding up the Roddy Strong doll. And, of course, you can find my guy. Not a doll. Hopefully you can find this episode within the within a month or so on the PWSO Networks on YouTube. And, of course, follow my brothers in arms, 
8 track brown the dirtiest of the city at 8 track dastardly and of course the man with the documents the man who knows what's going on in the ukraine the real reason what's going on in the in the ukraine that's billy ray valentine at ob1 you know me we'll be on hiatus one week and we'll be back in those weeks with impact wrestling maybe from 2005 maybe from 2004 maybe from 2009 tw but i don't know i'll keep you on your toes tw i'll keep you on your toes and with that I'm the professor, that's Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder, saying goodnight, and we'll see you in two weeks on the PWR Podcast at the PWSO Networks at PowerBeam.com. Good night, Reflectionites. Boom! He wasn't on the show. God damn it. I talked about him, damn it. I know. <laughs>